you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Welcome to Decide to Transform and to part four in the series, Intentional Parenting by Arlene Wallace. And as before Arlene Wallace joins us, Arlene was born in Jamaica and now resides in Ontario, Canada. She is the proud mother of Noah, age 23, an educator and a passionate advocate for all single parents and their children. And a little bit of additional news, Arlene is soon to be published in the international compilation, Break Up to Wake Up, Journey Beyond the Now. So Arlene, welcome back to Decide to Transform. Well, thank you, Thomas and Lisa. I'm happy to be here. Yes, we're happy to have you, and I do want to introduce my co-host, my fabulous co-host, Lisa Berry, my very good friend. Lisa is the host of the internet radio show Light on Living on Ohm Times Radio and a holistic nutritionist, life coach, and a founding faculty member and counselor at the International Academy of Universal Self-Mastery, or IAWESOME. All right, Lisa, welcome. Thank you for co-hosting with me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yes, I'm loving this series. I'm learning so much. Um, and Arlene, you just are, are helping us to walk through intentional parenting in a way that um, I've experienced to because I was parented by, but I am not a parent. So I think this is a valuable series for everybody to be tuning into. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. You know, as we as we go into this one, I love. I'm so congratulations. First of all, on your upcoming chapter that's about to be published. I know that's going to be a really helpful read around the world, as we said, international. Mm-hmm. I like the title um, of the book specifically for this episode because it's "Break Up to Wake Up." And what I'm, you know, where my mind goes is to breaking up, breaking up um, walls and structures and having to reform something because you want it to work. You're, you're breaking something and now you're in this book title, waking up and, and you're saying, I'm redesigning something. And, and we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. about structure and stability of the intentional parenting of the relationship with the child around health. But my question to kick this off with Arlene is, did, could you, is there like a night and day? Could you show us what a, the structure of the parenting was prior to having a, a structure that was, you know, really helpful for you? What, what was, what was not working with the structure? What was the breakdown in a struct, the structure versus now when you have this structure that really, really is, is conducive to a healthy relationship with your, with Noah and, and any children? So prior to the structure before and now, there was no structure before. Absence. There was okay. no order. It was just, I want to say chaos because after I got my feet back on the ground, when Noah was able to do things on his own, 
and I was actually attending school part-time. There was a lot. So for him, in regards to my part and the structure with him, didn't really have a lot of structure with him. And okay. because I didn't really know that that was something that was a necessity, mm. you know? I just fell into the trap of how my parents raised me when my dad was alive. And there wasn't really much, uh, much structure there in the sense where it was balanced. Like I'd said earlier, in growing up with my father, he was very, very structured, like overly structured, where you could not step out of that box in regards to education, education first. If okay. I had gotten pregnant with my father alive, it would have been very big for me, trouble-wise. But now, after I've learned, I literally unlearn to relearn how to be a parent and that structure is very very like it's a key source for life for success in order to be successful you've got to have structures in place because structure is order chaos you can't expect order out of chaos so you can't expect success out of chaos mm. so right now our structure or my structure for noah is consistency communication okay. you know not reacting out of my own emotion but they take the time to analyze his emotion we do that all the time i'll give you an example up to last night you know we are supposed to try to um we I, I need a lock for my door and my aunt and uncle are staying here they're from jamaica and it was late when i said noah help me change let's see how we could change this doorknob that's what it is and he looked at me and i felt that he felt very uncomfortable mm. looking through or looking at his body language so i said no are you okay with this can we do this or sh should i get somebody else he goes no mom it's not that it's just that it's late and people are sleeping can we do this tomorrow <laughs> oh, he was i so said no you're absolutely right you've got to also validate oh, as yeah. part of the structure yes okay oh yeah. my gosh there was so much goodness in that <laughs> so <laughs> Arlene, I am going to quote you right now because I love this. You cannot oh. expect order out of chaos. And then to further it, you said, and you cannot expect success out of chaos. I'm loving the order um, and balance. So I'm just, I, I, oh gosh, that was so good. And I have to share, as I'm looking around, I suddenly have a very chaotic office because I'm moving <laughs> and I cannot expect success. So I think you nailed that right now. It, it's so, in, it must be intentional in, in parenting to have this order and balance and obviously when we talk about structure and stability, 
balance certainly comes up. So Tomas, maybe you have some more of a stability. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, balance, I, Arlene, I'm really interested as well that a balanced structure is something that, that came up for you. And it sounds like you had a, a situation where there were certain structural components like education, maybe a, a discipline, something like that, that were more structured than others. And, um, you know, is is that right where it was so out of balance on, yeah. on one end that it created the chaos then? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, my father was um, an authoritative parent. Okay, right. And rem- there's a difference between authoritarian and authoritative. Mm-hmm. And authoritative is there's no room for error, Mm. you know? And it created a lot of anxieties growing up with that type of structure because you don't have room to develop who you are. You don't have room to figure out where you want to go, what your purpose is, because you're always being consumed with what that person or that parent has in mind for you yes okay yeah yeah i'm having enlightenment moments here like i love that if you if there's no room for error there's no room for exploring there's no room for the for the child to get to know that who they are or or to show the parent who they are becoming or who they want to be and no room for the parent to enjoy um, the child. I remember one of my, my favorite mm-hmm. things growing up was my dad saying to me as a little little girl saying, I really enjoy your company. I like oh. spending time with you. And wow. I'm so Arlene, I love that you really took that time and, and recognized it was body language because he was being rather respectful. Like, Hey mama, it's late here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You have to allow room for growth. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. And, um, you know, I think that we all see that all too often is where um, there is a parent that's not allowing for that. So Arlene, what has helped you as, as you've moved forward with Noah, your son, with this balance, with striking a more balanced approach here? What has helped me is number one, my family, they're very strong in their faith. So okay. there's often sayings or phrases that or parables that they use. Mm-hmm. So there's times when I have sat, because I've heard it all too often, and really think about it, reflect on it. I'll okay. give you an example. Sure. Especially like with my aunt that's up now, staying with us from Jamaica. She always uses her words very carefully because she believes that spoken words are life and death. And she also believes that when you're speaking, you're speaking it to somebody's soul. Mm. So you've got to always stop, humble yourself, Mm. listen, and find that way of saying or speaking to that person to build them up to encourage them 
not to discourage them. Just yeah. build them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. You're speaking to their soul. I know. I just yeah. melted. <laughs> Can you imagine if we did, like, as parents, as children, as just people, really... I, I actually, I just, I'm imagining who, what your aunt, you know, might look like and how she would say that. Like, I already feel like that's a story for, for me that you just, you just taught me, Arlene. And uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and, I, I, and just to take that back, because um, it's so beautiful and how someone can speak to you when you mentioned about um, when you didn't have that room and you weren't spoken to with, with that care and concern or humbling. I love that you use that word. Yeah. Just, it can create anxieties. Um, I would just like to touch on that for the health factor. When we live with anxiety, were, did you, were you, did you have anxiety when you first had Noah and were raising him or did he show signs of anxiety like before the structure came in place and how did you recognize the anxieties coming up for either of you? Well, as for me, because I wasn't aware when Noah was younger, I wasn't connected. I didn't feel that I experienced or had anxiety. But when Noah got older and I learned to become a better parent, unconditional, giving him that unconditional love, I had to take the time to observe who he is, his feelings, because I'm accountable for him as I'm a conduit for him mm -hmm. and he came through me. I'm accountable for him. So once I started to learn, and I keep saying this, unlearn to relearn, I learned to become a better parent because again, I'm responsible and accountable for him because he is a human being and he's got purpose and it's my responsibility as a mom a single mom to make sure that he's able to endure the stressors of life and to yeah. walk and step into his purpose at an earlier age because if you okay. do not know your purpose you will never be content mm. and you will not contribute Ooh. right okay yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot there to, to unpack. And, you know, Arlene, I'm really happy that you circled back to the unlearn to relearn. Uh, that is so important in every yes. arena of life. So what, what were you unlearning? For me, again, I'm so grateful that I was able to go back to school because okay. it totally, the psyche that I had before, mm -hmm. I was not able to give as a parent. I didn't know what to do because there is no manual for parenting. No, so no, that, that's not. <laughs> no, it's called Intentional Parenting by Arlene Wallace. <laughs> yes. There we go. It's the first one. <laughs> yeah, and so in regards to that with me, um, you know, I just had to learn to break habits. That's what I was taught. Being willing to step outside of yourself, outside mm. of that box, because you don't want to be contained in a box. 
there's more to life than being contained in a box. Oh, yeah. So it's very important to step outside of that box. Mm-hmm. You know, humble yourself. Do not fall prey to your feelings because your feelings create your state of mind. And when you stay in that state of mind, you're living in the past. You can't, there's no future there. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you're here, alive and breathing day in and day out, that is insight to you that you have a purpose here. There's something for you to do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering, was there anything that Noah had to unlearn, to relearn as a child when you started you know, really being mindful and, and you had your own unlearning and relearn. Was there something that he maybe did before and then was like, oh, I'm having to do this a new way because <laughs> mom's doing something different now? Oh, yes, Lisa. You are your child's example. Let's not forget that. Your child is a product of your environment. When I decided to unlearn, to relearn, and made it my mission to be a better parent, Oh, you better believe things changed for Noah too. Oh my God, his vocabulary increased. There's words that come out of his mouth that I'm like, oh, where'd you get that from? And he puts it in the right context. His communication skills expanded. His vocabulary expanded. Um, His temper, he knows how to control himself. Mm. So yes, yes. I, I like about things I have to say about you when you said expanded because you had mentioned when you give a child room to grow, they will. And everything they will. Grow. Love that. You're so right. Love that. Yes. And and I love that the process of unlearning is about breaking habits and being willing. So what strikes me is that it takes a lot of courage to be willing to unlearn. Arlene, would you agree with that? Does that relate to you? I absolutely do, Thomas, agree with that. Because when you're willing to unlearn and relearn, you learn to master your gifts and you defeat life. You don't let life defeat you. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay, I have to highlight that. Hold on. Are you ready? Arlene Wallace, (laughs) have the courage to master your gifts. Mm -hmm. Love that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, because it does take courage, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think, Arlene, that, that children are born with courage and that as parents, we either get that opportunity to squash it or to support it? Or do you think that um, children have to learn how to have courage? Are they born with it or do they learn it? Well, Lisa, it's one thing I, this is one thing I always say, and you hit the nail right on the head, because I believe that leaders are made. They're not born because it goes back again to your child being um, a product of their environment. So I believe that you have to be that first example to show your child courage. Every day you wake up, you do an act that requires you to be courageous and your child will naturally see that and pick up on that and learn to be courageous and bold. Mm -hmm. 
that is absolutely, I'm, I'm just like quoting Arlene here all over the place. Be the first <laughs> example to show your child courage. And I would love Arlene for you to take this opportunity. Cause I love you just said, like the first thing you, every time you wake up, you're a show, you're an example right now you are going through and you have been for a, a, more than a year now, you have been mm-hmm. going through your own health challenges and how are you showing up and offer and displaying courage and where are you getting it from and how how do you think Noah is seeing that courage from you through this health crisis challenge for you well with that being said Lisa I believe that again it goes back to the support that you have that's why it's so important to make sure that you have a lifeline somebody that you can totally rely on in the sense that when you're in need to whatever degree even just a simple conversation you can reach out to that person or you recognize also within yourself going back to what i said that if you wake up every day and you are able to breathe walk talk speak that is room for you to understand that you still have an opportunity to make things better for yourself because you are strong just the mere fact of you able to get up out of that bed and walk and talk and touch and feel that's an indication that you still have life in you and be courageous there's people that have you know, there's a gentleman, I forgot his name. He was born with no arms and no legs, but yet he still gets the courage to get up and make a difference because you can either wallow in your, you know, your, your circumstances or your state of mind will allow you to overcome those circumstances depending on the vision that you have for yourself. I have family that love me and care for me, family and friends, Mm -hmm. a small circle of people that really care and support me. And when I think about them and what they do for me and how they support me, that's where I get my courage from, that I shall live and not die Mm -hmm. because I have that support and I'm needed. There's something I need to do before I leave this planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love that because we were talking earlier about teamwork and, and the structure and the mm-hmm. stability of a team. So Arlene, let me ask you a, a question for these family members that you were just talking about. They're going to be listening to this show and they're mm-hmm. listening to it right now. What would you like to say to these folks? You know, there's an acronym that team stands for. Literally, that's not fiction. That's mm-hmm. literally reality. A team. My son and I are a team. And I tell him that just about every day. Right. I say, Noah, you are my right-hand person. I do not know what I would do without you. Thank mm-hmm. God for you. He knew what he was doing when you, he put you in my life and saved you for me. Because remember, he was born very, very preemie. And they did not want to give me 
any indication whether or not he would live or die. Sure. So I always go back to that. And I say, thank God. And we lit- we have each other's back. Yeah. Like Team that. stands together. Everyone achieves more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was really, I love that. Um, I was pulling back with the, with the courage. I was like, I really feel like you, what you just were sharing with us is that gratitude is an act of courage. And oh, absolutely. I, and I, when you said about thanking your child for being in your life every day, that is, that is courageous. And I love the, that you're so thankful for every breath that you will, your life. And to say, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my children's lives. And this is, this is where, and encouraged from the heart, you know, it's coming from that creation. You're, the courage is to create a team, the courage is to be thankful and have that gratitude. What do you do every day that keeps you in, in such um, gratitude? What is, do you have a practice, a gratitude practice that you do? Um, we just, we do. Like I said, I express the words every day to myself and to him, you know, and we will sit and talk and we will just laugh because like he's very humorous. I think he gets that from me, but anyway. All right. (laughs) And sometimes we'll just go for a drive, like a Mm -hmm. long drive in the evenings and we'll just talk and he will start laughing. I'll start laughing. And just to enjoy life. All right. So acknowledgement. That's um yes. It feels like you know, you're just acknowledging that they're that they exist, that they're in your life, that you have this present time together. So that's a, exactly. a good part of your practice of gratitude is acknowledgement. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and this is something that's so much fun that, um, you know, as a parent that you get to do. So I love that you all go for drives. And Arlene, last time on the show, you all had had a really, really in-depth conversation. Um, if you if you recall that, I remember mm-hmm. that vividly. You were walking us through what uh, what you and Noah were talking about, and that mm-hmm. he was very wise. So it, it's fun to hear that he's your right hand, you know, your partner <laughs> in this. It's it's uh, that's a lot of fun because it's not a lot of parents tend to see their children mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you. I love that you, you, because you see your child, because you express to them, I see you and you mean this to me in my life. How, um, I know that just by example is a great way to start, but um, how are you also letting Noah, teaching Noah how to look and see himself so that he can do check-ins? Maybe you were away for a week. I don't know. If he were to kind of know to do uh, um a mental clarity, um, a health check-in, um, a, I'm just a happy camper check-in. How, how have you taught him to do that for himself? Okay, well, what I do teach Noah is I speak to him a lot. I speak words of encouragement. Okay. I speak and I act in the sense that when I make a mistake, I acknowledge my mistake. Mm-hmm. And I will say, oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. And again, going back to the child being a product of their environment, they will naturally pick up on that, your habits. 
right? Um, because habits can be good or they can be bad. Now, just before I got on the show here, another example, I told Noah that I isolated myself for a good few hours before coming on the show to meditate All right. and to pray, right? Mm-hmm. And my actions speak louder than words to him. So with that being said, and the constant communication and the importance of self-validation, the importance of taking responsibility and accountability, yeah. I always use words to speak to him on that. And I do it myself. So he naturally picks up on that. And he realizes that habits are reinforced, Mm -hmm. good or bad. And I always say that to him, good or bad, it's your choice. Everything in life is a choice. Uh Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. And Arlene, why do you you feel like so many parents don't have that attitude because, um, you know, life is a choice and every moment of every day we have a choice. Why do you suppose that there are so many parents that don't offer their children that choice? But Thomas, I think that is a number of things that can cause that. Again, I keep reinforcing the fact that Children are a product of their environment. Mm -hmm. So, especially with different cultures where there's phrases like the child is to be seen and not heard, a lot of us have that embedded in us. Mm -hmm. But that's not the truth Mm -hmm. because every child is a human being that is going to be an adult, right? That is going to be part of your future. So I think it has to do with culture. I think it has to do with environment. But you have to get to that space and time where you know that if your child is not achieving, there's something that you've got to readjust, step back, and again, readjust to fix it. Change the pattern. Because patterns can be destructive. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that you use that that um, particular saying that we've heard many times um, to, you know, ch- children are meant to be seen and not heard. And I would like to just break that down because if, if we are only seeing them and not hearing them, we do not have the opportunity to get to know who they are and what they're thinking, which have you been letting us know, reminding us. And the opposite, if we're letting them only be heard and we're never seeing them, then they are now the in the parent role and that more becomes um, enabling. And I love that you are, Mm -hmm. you are, are letting us know to use encouragement over enabling. And that's right. You're encouraging them to say, well, what would you, what are some words of encouragement? What, where do, when you want to encourage Noah, what is your intention, intention there? My intention there is first and foremost, I recognize I recognize my son's capabilities. I recognize his capacity. And I always use positive enforcement. Noah, you could do this. Noah, you're so strong. Oh my gosh, you're so tall, you're so handsome. Way to go, Noah. Especially if he tries to fix something Mm -hmm. around the house and he fixes it, it's a big yay. Even Mm -hmm. if he, I'm like, it's okay, you attempted, we'll get help. 
because mm. you're showing them on both scales that if you need help, you need help. Reach out. There's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. If so, it's you're, you've moved away from well, you you failed or you couldn't do it or you weren't smart enough or but you you acknowledge well you know what this was great what you did and we need help you know let's let's figure and now you're teaching them how to ask for help and how, and where to look for help absolutely have that support mm-hmm. yeah well Arlene so what else would you like to say to your family members your support network that are listening right now well. My thing is, my analogy is this. I always compare life to a vehicle. Okay. And remember, wherever the steering wheel goes, that's where the car is going to follow. You're chosen. You're a conduit for this life, for somebody else. You know, especially for your child first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So if you've had that privilege of being a parent, teach your child how to treat others the way they want to be treated. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you attract whatever or however you treat others or however you handle or manage others or things, you attract those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can feel, I can hear the um, when when anybody listens to the show, whether you're family or not, that you can. I'm really like right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to like message so many of my friends and family and just thank them and acknowledge <laughs> them. And and but that's how we do. We we make changes in the world's pattern. And I love that you said that because it's about interrupting the pattern, creating a new one that works with structure, with stability, and with balance. And this is, involves all of our self-care, our health, our, and our relationship and teamwork. So I just learned, I love that I learned so much and I loved how you put it. I was oh my, wrapped. Thank you. Uh, Arlene, we've got a lot of quotables from this episode that we're going to absolutely bring back up because Lisa and I've both been taking notes as we're having this conversation and we've got some good ones here. So Arlene, before we wrap up here, how can people reach out to you if they would like support, help, or any suggestions from your end? How, how would you like people to contact you? Okay. Well, I actually have, um, my cell phone, which okay. is um, 416-738-6003. Okay. And again, that's a plus one for Canada, um, if you're dialing internationally, 416-738-6003. All right, Arlene, we're going to wrap up in just a minute. And it has been a real pleasure to have you on the show today. Again, this is part four of the series with you as the featured guest, Intentional Parenting. What else would you like to say today to people listening? Sure. It's, it's my passion really to change and affect lives, that lives can be better. I have a picture frame in my room where I hang on my wall and it says, life doesn't have to be perfect. 
to be wonderful. Ah. Remember, the brain narrows its focus on what's sitting there, what's been learned. And doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, we all know that's definition of insanity. There's no quality of life to that. And your life is worth more than that. Mm, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? And thank you for the reminder that, um, yes, perfection. I think next, maybe next show, we'll, we will talk a, bit, a little bit about perfection and I, how it's, <laughs> how, where does it fit in and where does it not? But um, thank you so much, Arlene. I just so enjoyed, I enjoyed this episode very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Lisa. You're most welcome, guys. This has been Arlene Wallace and Intentional Parenting with Arlene Wallace here on Decide to Transform. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time.